Welcome to the Casually Fit Podcast with your host Nicole and David. We are just your regular guy and gal here to talk to you about everything health, fitness, and overall life balance. Because health looks different on everyone. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Casually Fit Podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. In today's episode, we have a little bit of a different style. I actually interviewed Laura from Mama and Baba Athletics. She does pregnancy and postpartum training programs, more functional fitness CrossFit style workouts, but nonetheless, so beneficial for pregnancy and postpartum. We had a really, really good chat. And if you guys are interested in pregnancy or even postpartum or you're in that journey right now, I really highly recommend that you guys listen to this episode. I had a lot of fun and honestly, it was just such a good conversation. So if you guys are interested, I will leave all her links in the show notes down below, like her link to an Instagram if you guys are curious of what she does and more information about what she does. I'll have that linked all down below. You guys can check it out. And yeah, so I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Let's get into it. Okay, we are starting the podcast. Hello. Hi, everyone. <laughs> okay, so... Hello. Usually when everyone is listening to this, you hear my voice and David's voice, but I don't have David here with me today. I have Lore, which um, I'm going to give you like a little introduction. Uh, She um, helped me with my postpartum training after I had a baby. So Lore runs Mama and Baba Athletics. So say hi. Hello, hello, everybody. (laughs) We're talking over, I'm hoping this is all going to work out, but we're talking over, uh, not FaceTime, but it's similar to FaceTime um, because you're on the other side of the pond, as we call it, on the other side of the world. (laughs) I know, and we got the timings wrong because we changed time. I literally, so it's basically two o'clock here, and I thought all this time that I was meeting up with you at three. So when you messaged, I was like, oh, hang on, what? But anyway, exactly. Yeah, I know. I, d- I honestly didn't even think about that. Like in my head, I actually knew that you guys changed the time before us usually, but oh, it right. just never clicked into my head. Like it just, you know, like <laughs> I, I never knew that you guys changed time a different, like a different week. It's weird. It's just a week it, off as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't. <sighs> It's so uh, weird at the end of the day, and time change is just, I, I, I guess I no, really no, don't understand it. Especially, at the end of the day. especially with little ones, can we mention it? <laughs> oh my gosh, it must, it must have been really hard with you oh, so well, far. No, I mean, to be honest, this year it's been okay. I think now we've kind of like nailed it. It's just one of those where um, you just got to accept that they're going to wake up earlier than you want them to. <laughs> that's just that's how true, it is. That's true. Once you accept it, then you just get on with it. But they're quite good. It definitely helps with like the the mornings being a bit um, lighter now and night you know nighttime being a bit darker as well in terms of like getting them to sleep and stuff. It's just easier. So overall, it's not a bad thing. It's just that when the day happens, when you do change the time, then it's just a bit of a nightmare. But oh, we're good. We're all good. <laughs> what can we do? Yeah, exactly. Know, exactly. exactly. So. Um, if you guys don't know who are uh, who's listening to this, Laura, she so she did my postpartum. Tra- I did my postpartum training with her, and so she runs pregnancy and postpartum training. And you have two kids, right? yes, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And how old are they? So my littlest one, she's two and a half, and my eldest is uh, just four. So yes, I have okay. a bit like they had about nineteen months difference. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Um, and so I'm just going to ask you a couple questions so everyone can kind yeah, of get to it. know yeah. you and everything about you. So just maybe inter- like say share what you sh- what you do kind of thing like that because you've launched a lot of stuff. You do pregnancy, post, you do a, yeah. like, 
a lot yeah. of different things around the whole motherhood and all motherhood. that stuff and fitness. Yeah, so can I just say, basically, when I first started, um, you're one of the first people that I reached out to um, because I somehow found you on Instagram with, you know, through through the beautiful things that are hashtags. <laughs> um, Love that. I found you, I think, for maybe the postpartum hashtag, postpartum athlete, or one of them. Um, and just instantly loved your profile. And I thought to myself, well, I've got this amazing, um, uh, well, I believed anyway that it was an amazing program and I really wanted to like reach out to to people and um, and just make it available to them. So when I reached out, you were like, yeah, I'll be really interested in doing it. And um, yeah, you're one of the first people that kind of like gave me a chance, um, you know, and trusted me. And I'm really forever grateful for this because obviously when you first start, you know, I knew I knew that my product was good, but obviously I need other people to mm-hmm. um, believe that. And it's even better if you can get other people that don't personally know you to believe that. Um, because obviously, mm-hmm. you know, your friends and friends mm-hmm. of friends, they will somehow obviously relate to you and, 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 and enjoy you and what you do. But when it's somebody that you don't know, which essentially is, you know, the people that I was trying to uh, reach out to. Um, it, for me, it was such a blessing that you actually allowed me to to help you with this, and I'm forever, like I said, very grateful for it. Um, and I've just really enjoyed watching you on Instagram, and it's just weird. It's just weird. It's this day and age, we just like <laughs> meet people and the weird, the, you know, through an hashtag, literally. So, um, but I've always enjoyed your your content and the message that you're you know uh, putting out there for all the women out there and stuff. And obviously, mm-hmm. we we cross paths when it comes to like being an athlete and being a mother. Um, so this is where it all started between me and you anyway. Um, but yeah, so with me, what, um, what's happened is I, I was a normal, uh, athlete and I was a coach and, mm-hmm. um, I became pregnant mm-hmm. and even though it wasn't that long ago, it was over five years ago now and five years ago, Instagram and all these platforms weren't, um, what they are today. Um, I know it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. that long ago, but a lot's happened since. And so there wasn't so much out there available. Yeah. Um, and even like being pregnant during CrossFit was such such an unheard thing. Like people just didn't hear of it. People didn't do it. People, you know, people were scared of it. So anyway, I kind of like mm-hmm. winged it, winged my, my entire pregnancy, just carried on doing what I thought was okay to do, I suppose, you know. Um, and then my real journey with this uh, business is um, what happened postpartum. So I had a really bad injury postpartum um, to do with my lower back. Um, and and later I realized the reason why that had happened to me is because of all the things that I didn't do during my pregnancy and all the things that I didn't do in the postpartum. But because no one had mm-hmm. told me, because I didn't do the research, because I thought I was better than anyone else, because I was such a good athlete, you know, it's just my way, like, I'm yeah, so good, yeah. I'm so strong, like, I don't need any of that. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> we we think that a lot. It is, it's, you know, it's fair to some extent, um, but also now part of my job is to really try and, like, uh, push the message that nobody is stronger than growing a baby and then the the changes that happen in your body um so Mm -hmm. once I figured out that I had really fucked up basically I was like right hang on so (laughs) how can I reverse this how can I is there anything I can do um and what should Mm -hmm. I have done better so I just reversed the whole thing I trained as a pre and postnatal um uh coach and and then there's a lot of external sort of like research, personal research to get to where I am today and in a position to really be helping people. Um, mm-hmm. And this is why that journey started with the postpartum program, because to me, where I really fucked up is there. <laughs> so I thought, right, you know, maybe pregnancy, I could have done things better. hundred percent I could have. 
Um, but equally, mm-hmm. what really made an impact on my body is what I did or didn't do postpartum. So I was like, right, mm-hmm. don't want you, Nicole, to do what I did. And I'm going to just send you this program. Please do it. <laughs> don't do what I did. Yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and that's that's it. That's, what, that's how it all started. And then from then I thought, right, now I've got this program and it's great. And it's helping people. I can see that they're still, you know, because through the eyes of Instagram and, and the hashtags again, I can see all these athletes doing things that, in my opinion, maybe they should stay away from or maybe they should just um you know tone down a little bit or maybe they didn't do the things mm-hmm. that i wish they would do that should they should do um so i was yeah. like right maybe i can help them you know in their pregnancy as well during their pregnant pregnancy journey um and then beyond and then it's just kind of like you know it's it, there's so much for us mothers to do in terms of being both an athlete and a mum. it's just so much to navigate i mean crossfit crossfit think about crossfit forget about pregnancy forget yeah. about you know anything crossfit is so hard you've got to be good at everything there's so much to learn and that but then throwing a pregnancy in that like i mean what are we supposed to do <laughs> you know it's it's really <laughs> yeah. quite a lot it's great a lot so yeah yeah so this is how my journey really started okay wow yeah um i must say though and i want to give you a little shout out the one thing like because the one thing about that I loved about your program is that I was seeing my physiotherapist at the same time just to make sure everything was okay and your a lot of your exercises were the exact exercises that my physiotherapist gave me which was just perfect in the end and it was so easy to integrate and I felt comfortable when I was doing it and I just felt good it wasn't and it wasn't too hard and I remember messaging you saying like the progress was perfect like at the beginning I was like oh I like it was never like too hard yeah like the program yeah it was always just like hard enough that I was challenging myself a little bit but also like just the perfect like (laughs) uphill progress kind of thing and I felt so good at the end of it because it was like what 12 weeks 12 it's been weeks a, it was, a yeah. while mm-hmm. since I've done and I did it yeah, so yeah, yeah yeah exactly and and so now you have the pregnancy one and you also do clients in person correct yeah yeah so before I launched the pregnancy like sort of like uh you know program that anybody can do mm-hmm. um I mm-hmm. I started helping people like online on a one-to-one basis um so I was just like mm-hmm. literally based on you know their needs and obviously two pregnancies are not the same so some people you know, exactly, some pregnancies yeah. are very strong, are straightforward or as straightforward as can be and so you can then follow sort of mm-hmm. like uh, a standard sort of uh, training program or a standard pregnancy training program shall say um but sometimes you know we've mm-hmm. got hurdles either at the start of it or in the middle or at the end or all throughout um and uh, yeah so I was like you know working with people on the one-to-one basis online um catching up with them literally week mm-hmm. by week because um you know one week you might feel amazing and then the week after you feel like shit <laughs> actually it's more of a day-to-day yeah, thing exactly. isn't it pregnancy is just such a roller coaster. it really is, <laughs> it really is. um and you forget yeah. because once you're on the other side which obviously nicole you are you kind of like forget how bad it was you must forget because then we yeah. tend to do it again don't we <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly Um, yeah I mean like even then like right now I'm like oh you know like I remember like my first trimester and everything I was like so sick I didn't even go in the gym for the first like I think 14 weeks but when I think about it I'm like oh maybe you know a second kid coming around and I'm like I always forget (laughs) how that was a rough pregnancy I know it was and you're like oh do I really want to put myself through this again but then but then you do forget because in the grand scheme of things it's 
is short-lived, isn't it? It's really not long. I mean, it is. when you're in the middle it of really it, is. it's such a nightmare. And, you know, it's long. <laughs> Pregnancies are long. But... Yeah, I have a... I have a friend who's pregnant right now and she's like in the first trimester and she's like, I am just miserable. And I'm like, it'll go by quickly. It feels long now, but it will go by really quick. And you know what I love about working with women that are pregnant is that their pregnancy just seems to fly by. And I'm just like, oh my God, you're 20 weeks already. And they're like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) They're like, absolutely not. Like, this is the longest 20 weeks of my life. Thank you very much. And I'm like, oh, it's just gone so quick. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, pregnancy, man, it's a whole journey. So you teach while well, you do more specific CrossFit and pregnancy, which is good because I find personally, there's not a lot of proper coaching in yeah. the CrossFit space with pregnancy. And I feel like all gyms or all cross, at least CrossFit in general should have yeah. some sort of training for that because yeah. It's so important because we see, like, you and I have discussed this about Tia Claire Toomey, and a lot of people were um, bringing it up that, you know, or she was getting a lot of hate Mm, and a lot of um, backlash for some of the things she was doing. And so a lot of pregnant women see what she was doing, which wasn't, isn't really necessarily sustainable for all of us. The (laughs) average population. She's just... Exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we talked about that, how it was like, well, yeah. it's so specific to her. And I mean, I think she personally should have did a disclaimer before she got all the backlash. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. In the end. Yeah. It, it's just one There's of those just, like there needs to be more. Ch- yeah. Sorry. Sorry. sorry go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 it's, just, it's just one of those like obviously she's such a popular person. She's such a popular athlete mm-hmm. um and she inspires mm-hmm. a lot of women and men in general she just she's inspiring she's insane you know um yes. so but but it, it is yeah in my opinion it was um not sending the right message to the average population um because people were just mm-hmm. kind of like seeing this saying, well if she can do it then i can do it but this applies to this applies to tia to me but it applies to everyone i see on the internet um you know exactly. there's so much yeah. on, on the internet like you know, like you said, it's a beautiful place, but sometimes um, it's just not. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> you yeah, know? Yeah. Um, so, yes, there's a lot of, like, influencers out there. There's a lot of, or even mm-hmm. just uh, athletes that have decided to maybe, you know, cut corners um, in that postpartum journey or maybe just pretend yeah. they're not pregnant while they're pregnant and just because now we've been told that we can do the things, then if I can do it, then why, why shouldn't I do it? mother because you shouldn't mm-hmm, that's just mm-hmm. how it is you know um there are reasons <laughs> yeah. there are reasons obviously part of like what i do in the, pro- the pregnancy program that i do is t- trying to teach people why w- you know what's the reason behind hey let's just not do this or let's scale this down to this like i know you can do it i know you can do straight pull-ups when you're 38 weeks pregnant because you're very strong and and you know whatever and you're able to do that i know you can but still you probably shouldn't um, so it's just one of those where mm-hmm. um you know it's sometimes the message out there that is being sent really grinds my gears because I'm like, well, these people mm-hmm. have got X number of followers and they're spreading the wrong messages, you know, and they should really just say like, hey, this mm-hmm. is me doing this. I want to do this. I accept the consequences or, that you know, the things that could happen to me by doing this, um, but you don't have to do what I do. <laughs> you know, like I wish they'd just say something like that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. I mean, at the yeah, end of the day. I, it, I really think. Yeah, go on. Sorry, go ahead. Finish. No, that was just. It. No, I was just gonna say. I really think. Oh, so oh my gosh, there's a delay. Yeah, it's just for delay. Sorry, go ahead. You go oh, ahead. Okay. No, no, no. I was, yeah, I was gonna say. You know, at the end of the day, we're all 
we're all female athletes. Our bodies are very different. Our abilities are different. And it's our own body. And you need to make your own decisions, mm-hmm. you know. So same thing, like as part of like the pregnancy program that I do, I tell people like, hey, so this is the, these are the sessions that we're going to do together. Ideally, uh, if, for example, we do three sessions per week, but you tend to, to train four or five sessions, you can do two more sessions elsewhere do something else you can um but if somebody mm-hmm. tells me like hey i normally go for a run like twice a week i would say like look i'm telling you don't do it um i would i would just go <laughs> on a bike or i would do something else that is better suited for this stage yeah. of pregnancy um but at the end of the day mm-hmm. it's your body you're allowed to make the decisions that you want you know so yeah we're all left to decide what's best for our body so i don't mean to scare people i don't mean to like spread the whole like scarcity thing like it's not that's not what it is it's just being aware of mm-hmm. like right so maybe hanging on to those impact exercises may create this or this or that may lead to this or this or that. it's just awareness you know if people are aware and still willing yeah. to do the things they want to do then that's fine but at least they were aware whereas mm-hmm. like when I was pregnant I just wasn't at all yeah yeah and I do agree with that like I really like I saw a lot of people online who were doing like things that like I couldn't do during my pregnancy and I was I would start comparing Mm. myself or going like like I had to stop doing Olympic liftings quite early because my stomach just came out like it was in the way kind of thing and then there was people who were you know snatching and they were like in their third trimester like super likely and so in the end, like, it's so hard to not compare yourself to someone online, especially pregnancy, I guess, like, you want to relate to someone if you don't have anyone in your circle, I guess, who's pregnant or who's gone through that, and, like, myself, I didn't have anyone who had done CrossFit, CrossFit, let alone (laughs) pregnant and CrossFit and all that, and anyway, so it was really, like, you want to try and find a community Mm -hmm. online, Um, but I think it's just so important that at least anyone who has a really big following makes that disclaimer that, you know, <laughs> I, I'm taking these risks, like mm. you said, um, because so often we tend to forget. And I see very often, not necessarily, I haven't really seen it in the CrossFit community, but more in the bodybuilding world. Like there's a lot of influencers who like have a baby and they start working out like almost right yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, like, why is she doing that? And I'm like, First of all, you don't know what's happening beside, behind mm. the scenes. Like, she could be lying, mm, first yeah, of all. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, she could be like, she might show her workout, but it could be just a couple yeah. reps. And we yeah. have no idea if she's actually doing the full workout. And so it's also just so important to make sure, like, we don't take everything yeah. as, like, you know, we take it at what we see and that we can't, like, we can just assume that maybe she is doing that, but she's also taking risk. Yeah what she decides to do, you know, especially in postpartum. But yeah, like even this weekend, we saw T. Claire Toomey mm-hmm. at the Rogue Invitational <laughs> five months postpartum, I know. which I was like, holy crap. I know. <laughs> my, I don't think my pelvic floor could handle any of that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the same as her, yeah. but I just hope at the end of the day, her pelvic floor is okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that she's not peeing her pants. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> because that's really yeah. hard. <laughs> you know, the fact, I mean, I don't know she surely she isn't i mean i don't know again we don't know but i'm thinking if she had if she was experiencing yeah, any exactly. sort of symptoms um she wouldn't do the th- those things well you'd hope that she wouldn't do the things if she had any sort of, uh, symptoms but there's so much more than just the pelvic floor as well like with things that could go wrong um pelvic floor being one of the common mm-hmm. ones but um there's a lot of things that could you know <laughs> 
um, not go where you want. Well, the core, but your core and your pelvic floor being the main main thing. Um, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, mm-hmm. with this, like the amount of like the volume and the and the load and the, I, I mean, that can't. I don't know. I don't know. I can't personally believe that her body is fully recovered to kind of like hang, handle that yeah. much. Um, so again, like, cause I'm I'm very. I don't really know what to think. I know it's hard. <laughs> I don't to, really know what to think. Yeah. <laughs> It's very interesting to think. I mean, like, obviously, we can't make a full judgment because at the end of the day, we have no idea what happens behind the scenes. It's just, I mean, it's impressive at the end of the day. I don't think I could perform like that five months postpartum. But I mean, also, her level is totally different than the average person, I guess. You know, I remember. I remember my my first uh, burpee postpartum. (laughs) And I remember it was... me too actually See, i think it's something that stays with you it's just like so weird it's so weird um but i remember throwing myself on the floor first of all it was quite nice to like be able to do that <laughs> you know like oh yeah, there's no there's no bump anymore that you can actually throw yourself on the ground but yeah. i remember it didn't feel like it yeah. used to feel and this was you know i don't know maybe like i don't know how many weeks or or, or maybe months postpartum that was when i did my first birthday but i remember being like wow that that really took me back like I was just like why didn't that feel it didn't feel like it was my body it just felt like I was literally in someone else's yeah. body doing trying to do a burpee and that was so, that should have been my wake-up call that should have been like wait hang on maybe it just means that you're still recovering from childbirth and from childbearing in general mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe you don't feel it doesn't feel like your own body because it's not just yet your own body again um, there's a lot of strengthening that needs to happen mm-hmm. and stuff so but yeah, so you know, when I think when I see Tia Tumi at the minute, like being five months postpartum and doing the things that she does, and I think back my first birthday, <laughs> about five months postpartum, I was like, oh, what? How did that happen? Like it's just you know, it's mental, absolutely yeah. mental. But you know, good for yeah. her. <laughs> Honestly, I th- now that you say that, I'm like, oh my god, you're so right. Like I was like that with my first burpee and also double unders Ooh, yeah. was the same thing. It was just like kind of like the weirdest well, not I didn't start with double unders, I should say. We started <laughs> yeah. with single unders. Um but I just like I remember just skipping and I was like, Wow, what yeah. is happening? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a weird, such thing. A weird thing. And where yeah. so where and are I, you now with your postpartum journey? So how how old is Kobe now? Uh he's um <laughs> he's 20 months so a year and a just over a yeah, year and a okay. half and so how are you feeling you know? in your own body now so, how's training for you everything has been good I mean like so for me personally like I I was aware enough that I wanted to make sure I was doing everything mm. properly in my pregnancy working on things in my pregnancy um so that I knew postpartum I could come back into the gym a little yeah. bit better um and I remember working on my pelvic floor in my pregnancy a lot. And I, at the beginning of my, like in my pregnancy, when I was working with my physiotherapist and my pelvic floor, I had no idea how to engage mm-hmm. my pelvic floor. It was like such a yeah. challenge for me. And I realized now so many women yeah. struggle with this. And so, um, yeah, but since I worked a lot on my pelvic floor, I think I really, I mean, I only had one pregnancy, so I know it weakens after many pregnancies. Um, but I would say postpartum training, everything still is pretty good. Like once in a while, maybe I might feel my pelvic floor if I'm doing like a lot of squat cleans and double under stuff. That's like really like, you know, um, 
But at the same time, yeah, like I would say my abs were probably, they're not as strong as they used to be. be, And I'm still, that's something I'm working on because I was so big. I gained so much weight in my pregnancy um, that my abs, like I set my abs, I had coning pretty early on in my pregnancy. I think I had it around 20 weeks I started to notice it. So it was very, very early. Um, Well, not very early. Yeah, it's pretty standard. Yeah. yeah. And so um, that's just something I've, you know, still continuous have, continually have to work on. And I actually started a little bit of Pilates Ooh, okay. at home um, recently just to help with my core because uh, my core was just significantly weakened. And I had the past like six months, I've been really struggling with back issues. And that's just because of holding mm-hmm. Cove and like shifting and doing all these weird things that I'm holding and weird. So my back really yeah. got really had many issues um so yeah I've just been working on strengthening my core and Pilates surprisingly I never realized it is hard um but it's also beneficial for the core at the end of the yeah. day so I think um some people can just come back to like I bounce I say to hate to say the word bounce back but some people can come back much quicker after pregnancy than others I guess it just really depends of your pregnancy and how things happen I mean you probably see a lot of women it's such a different range of women coming back after a pregnancy they must you know some can do things much quicker than others yeah and, yeah I mean yeah. at the end of the day everyone's situation is completely different so like when it comes to postpartum not only did you have a different baby a different pregnancy a different delivery but you also had different like different uh lifestyles um so you know like somebody mm-hmm. might have first of all it might be your first pregnancy versus your third pregnancy it might be that you have no support whatsoever so you're really trying to fit in a, a training session is difficult um you know it's so many things very like um you know is you, mm-hmm. I, I don't know i can't mm-hmm. really think of anything but yeah there's just so much that yeah. very in both, both physically but also what happens in your household and how you are able to like work out and your ability to be able to uh, consistently um train and and focus on you because when you can become a mum, we all know that mm-hmm. you know the focus is not on us the focus really is on baby so mm-hmm. um you know do we have a, a big enough support support circle to to be able to train do we have access to a gym nearby do we mm-hmm. have home uh, equipment do we have things to work around everyone's mm-hmm. situation is going to be very different so that will automatically impact on their ability to recover uh and then obviously if you do have a postpartum injury of any sort uh, that needs addressing that is automatically going to take longer because mm-hmm. you're going to focus your energy on that particular thing mm-hmm. and then the rest of you you know the rest of your sort of like uh, postpartum rehabilitation for the rest of your body is going to put, be put on the side burner for a little bit whilst you focus on that one thing so i mean you know postpartum mm-hmm. is long so you know even you're saying now and you've had a very by the sounds of it, you you do done really well during your pregnancy. You had a thorough postpartum rehabilitation. Um, I, I see how you train online and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, but you know, a year <laughs> a year and a half on, and you know you, you you're still mm-hmm. very aware of the lack of strength in your core. Can I just say I'm, I'm two and a half years mm-hmm. postpartum and I definitely have a lack of core, like hundred percent. So this is something that I'm definitely yeah. working on at the minute. Same as you. Um, Mm-hmm. I feel it in a lot of the things that should be easier, um, not in my day-to-day life, but as an athlete. So it's something that I definitely want yeah, to yeah. Uh, to address and and correct over time. Yeah. But that's that's 
that's being a mum for you. Um, I think with with me particularly, I had my plan again being so naive. <laughs> my plan was to have two <laughs> children back to back, so I could just pop them out and then mm-hmm. really focus on training again. Uh, and this is this was really mm-hmm. my reasons behind um, having my children close together. My, you know, selfishly, um, but obviously, I um, I knew that you know having two together would be quite nice in terms of having two children that are close in, in age and, and hopefully would grow up to be close um, siblings. Um, mm-hmm. But in my head, I was like, right, let's just get get that done out of the way, and then I can really focus. But because of that, yeah, I got pregnant again, and I hadn't really recovered from my first pregnancy. So my second pregnancy was straightforward, mm-hmm. thankfully, but my postpartum. Uh, my second postpartum was a lot challenging, a lot more challenging with everything that I knew then. I knew a lot more then. I was more aware of what I was doing and what I shouldn't be doing and stuff like that. And and, and I mm-hmm. did a, a thorough postpartum rehabilitation, but it, it was, can I just say, like almost too late. Um, I'd done a lot of damage uh, mm-hmm. before that, basically. So I'm still paying the price for it. Um, so which is why mm-hmm. like, I'm just trying to scream all over the gram. <laughs> please don't do these things I've done it yeah so yeah I understand that feeling because I'm the same way like I just want everyone to know like you know be careful like I we see all these people doing these things on social media but also it's so important that we have we work on that postpartum or we work during our pregnancy we work on that rehabilitation because it's so important at the end of the day um just long term you know so that we're not peeing our pants long term or we can hold in our bladder like you know like yeah it's just and yeah I I have had the same thoughts of similar to you like should I just have like of course I want Cove to have a sibling Mm -hmm. and everything like that um but, you know, and I have the thought of as an athlete, should I just have them back to back, yeah. back, to back mm-hmm. I guess, or close together um, just so then I yeah. can get it out of the way so then I can go back onto my training. But then it's also like I realized after having him that I my my recovery was much longer and that I wasn't ready and I want to mm-hmm. be stronger. And it's the same thing with having my back injury. It's like being weak in the core, I couldn't imagine then getting pregnant with a weak core and then going through a pregnancy, holding that weight, hurting my back even more, and then having to try and take care of a toddler and then, you know, doing that whole thing all over again. So (laughs) it really, it really just depends how your pregnancy goes, how the postpartum goes. Cause I, I know a girl who goes to my gym and when she was like days before giving her birth, she looked like I did when I was like, I don't know, 14 weeks pregnant she almost looked like she had no baby in her belly like it was almost shocking that she was pregnant full term (laughs) anyways but she was able to go back into the gym relatively quickly but she might have issues long term we don't know (laughs) um but she she didn't carry heavy so there wasn't as much pressure on her pelvic floor there wasn't as much ab separation so it really is so different and so yeah I mean for yourself what would you say like were your, I guess, biggest lessons? Was it really just that you should have been doing more core, more pelvic floor? Or was there, I guess this is an ambiguous question, was there like stuff that you really learned in between your two pregnancies or after your second pregnancy? Is there something that you learned after having both of them? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, it's a great question. I mean, overall, what I've heard, and, and it, 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 it's a combination of my two pregnancies and um, and 
everything that I've learned ever since. Um, that the main thing, that biggest advice that I could give a pregnant athlete or a postpartum, but let's just start with pregnancy because that's where it starts, um, is to mm-hmm. think about adjusting our training. So basically the day you find out that you're pregnant, we can all remember that day very clearly, <laughs> um, but the day you find out that you're pregnant, being aware that um, okay. your training needs to be adjusted. And what I mean by that doesn't mean scaling. It doesn't mean, you know, um, not having fun anymore in the gym. It doesn't mean um, removing everything from your training routine and just doing box step-ups for the next nine months. <laughs> you know? But yeah. it, does mean, it does mean being adjusted. And by that, it means that set movements have got to be paused to then being able to, to, put, to put ourselves in a situation where we can pick them up later. Because what we don't want to do is to carry on doing certain exercises because we can't, we can't help ourselves. Say running, for example, that's a big one. I, I, mm-hmm. I work with women and they just love running. And I don't understand that because I hate it. <laughs> but, you know, you know, if this is you, this is you. I, I completely appreciate it. But I understand that you enjoy running. And exactly for that reason, I'm going to ask you to not run during your pregnancy. Because you love running and because once mm-hmm. your pregnancy is over, the one thing you want to be able to do is to put your shoes on and go back running again. Um, so when I say adjusted, I'm like, right, so you can't do certain movements, but that's not the end of it. Not only do you remove certain movements from your training routine, you've got to add some new ones um, because your needs are different. So mm-hmm. you need to work on certain muscle groups and particularly your core and your pelvic floor um, and obviously Core training during pregnancy is a bit of a minefield. People don't really understand how to work their core during pregnancy because they're taught to not do sit-ups yeah. and to not do toes-to-bar. But, but sit-ups and toes-to-bar are in core. So remove these and then do the core movements. So this is what you really want to, um, to, yeah. to focus on um, and working on your breathing techniques and stuff like that to support and, um, and to care for your pelvic floor. So as soon as you become pregnant, I know it's just two lines on the, on the stick, but that those two lines would really give you a bit of a right now. What what are we doing now? What are we doing? What can I do? So the first few weeks of pregnancy, I mean a lot of people don't even know they're pregnant, but um the first few weeks of pregnancy you just carry on as you do. But then as soon as like, you know, approaching the twelve week mark, this is when you want to start adjusting things like seriously. I always say the earlier you start mm-hmm. training, like uh, following a pregnancy training program, the better. Because there's a lot of skills that you're going to need mm-hmm. to learn. And the more time you have to learn and perfect them, mm-hmm. the better. Um, and those breathing mm-hmm. skills, those breathing techniques, um, you'll carry them over during your postpartum period as well. So it's one of those like where the, the earlier you start, the more time you've got to perfect them. And so essentially all your reps will then be well executed. And a well executed rep is 10 times better than 10 non-well executed reps, if that makes sense. So there's, no, there's not much damage yeah, that you yeah. can do through doing the reps not perfectly well, but there's definitely a lot more benefit mm-hmm. in doing them well. So you want to focus on doing them. And so you want to kind of like carry on um, during your pregnancy and then during the postpartum. And then imagine that it's your second pregnancy and you know exactly what to do. <laughs> you know you know what you've got to do, you know what you've got to park and then and how to get slowly get back to it. So yeah, the mindset is a big thing because obviously as athletes, we're just used to completely pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone to not listen to what our body's saying, to not listen to the discomfort. Whereas like in pregnancy, it's the opposite that needs to happen. 
um, so we need to be very aware of our body this time. We need to very, uh, you know, we need to really listen to what's going on. Um, so, yeah, adjustment is the biggest thing. So it doesn't have to be like, right, I can't do this anymore. And I can't do that, and I can't do that, and I can't do that, and it's boring AF. And just now, what mm-hmm. am I going to do? <laughs> you know. So now you yeah. just want to, you just want to um, adjust and make your training equally as interesting with your eyes on your ultimate goals. And your goals are to go back running, mm-hmm. maybe go back running once you're finished or um, or whatever, <laughs> whatever your thing is, you know, or if you just want to, you can't wait to get back to classes mm-hmm. and you can't wait to go back to the competition floor. You can't wait. If these are you, these are your things, then put everything in on your side to be able to do these things. And so by ignoring pregnancy, by pushing yourself just to see if I can still do it, you're not doing yourself a favor in that department. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see if you can still do it. Um, unless you just really want to see and you do one rep and then you park it. But if you're just getting carried away in class yeah. doing, I don't know, keeping pull up at like 18 weeks pregnant, uh, it's not going to work for you. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. I do agree with that. And I, th- that's the thing is that sometimes CrossFit can be such an ego thing. We like to, you know, very often we see people doing bad reps yeah, exactly. because of their ego. Um, and so sometimes that can drive you and you don't want that to drive you, yeah. as you said, pretty much in your pregnancy, because it can just really affect you. Same in your postpartum too. I mean, both of those things really yeah. go hand yeah, in yeah. hand at the end of the day. Um, so pretty much, I guess, mm-hmm. how am I wording <laughs> this? I'm like trying to think. Um, so if somebody was pregnant mm-hmm. right now listening or somebody is mm-hmm. newly postpartum, maybe would you, what would you give them in advice or besides like listen to their body or maybe if there's an exercise that they can start doing in pregnancy that can really help yeah, them yeah, their yeah. breathing techniques or something or so, postpartum. I mean, um, yeah I mean the, 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 the advice to listen to your body is uh, a good and, and a bad one um the, yeah so the, the main thing. yeah <laughs> you want you want to listen to your body but equally you can't just rely on this because if you are going to listen to your body you're basically going to do the things you've been doing all this time because it's actually going to feel right there's a lot of movements that are going to feel okay that you should still shouldn't be doing anyway um so you know when it comes to pregnancy yeah. I would definitely put my focus on on the breathing exercises and I always tell my clients at the minute like if if they are in a position where they feel really sick or they've you know whatever they've got really long days they're very tired we all know how bad you know pregnancy tiredness is it's unreal it's out of this world and nobody oh, yeah. could understand it unless they got <laughs> pregnant before <laughs> yeah exactly so, um, so I get that like we're all human and of course we've got our day-to-day lives and some of us have got toddlers to look after so it's really really hard to manage it all but I always say like just make sure that if you had planned to go to the gym that day still go to the gym grab your mat do your breathing exercises and see how you feel and if you feel good and if you want to carry on carry on mm-hmm. but if you're really willing to give it call it a day then just go home but at least two things will have happened a you you, you gave it a go and b you got your breathing exercises done anyway so I would always say, you know, this is try and mm-hmm. not listen to how you feel too much. Like if you're feeling a bit like, mm, whatever, always try and like drag yourself out there. See how you feel. Um, the breathing exercises tend to make you feel better um, and it tends to kind of like motivate you. Also mm-hmm. being back in your gym with your with your gym friends and stuff is going to motivate you to start doing something. And then some days, maybe not. Some days it will just feel like absolutely, absolutely not. I'm just going home to bed. And that's also absolutely fine. So that's... Um, that's one thing. And then yeah. um, with uh, postpartum, I would say uh, to 
just not cut corners. That I would always say this. I would always say slower is ultimately faster. So um, I have, regarding the postpartum program, I have received a number of messages um, saying, oh, you know, it's really slow at the start. And I'm like, this is not an accident. <laughs> this is not, uh, you know, it, it, it's on yeah. purpose. So you just have to, like, trust the process. Um, and I know, it, I know how you mm-hmm. feel. You feel like you could do so much more. Again, much like pregnancy, it doesn't mean that you should. Yeah. So just go through the program, take it slow, progressively uh, increasing the loads and the intensity and the, the the volume and all of that and the explosiveness. All this comes with, you know, um, not only um, the following of like a program, but also time. Um, you know, I always say like the program that I wrote yeah. is 12 week long. Um, and whilst you could take 16, 20, 20, 24 weeks to, to complete if you wanted to, I really strongly advise against completing it in 10 weeks because equally those 12 weeks are needed mm-hmm. for your body to recover. As in like just time, the time, mm-hmm. it, time itself without training, um, just for your organs to come back together mm-hmm. and, you know, things to like come back to, yeah, exactly, literally, you know. So, um, so yeah, so time time is a big thing. So postpartum is just don't cut corners, follow a thorough program, um, and um, and then be very, very progressive. Even if you feel that you've got so much more in you, it doesn't mean that you, you want to go ahead and, and do more. Um, I find with the pregnancy, yeah. um, a lot of people are a lot more careful with pregnancy training, and I think mainly because they think they don't want to harm their baby. But breaking news, you guys, I don't think there is much you can do to <laughs> hurt your baby in the gym. So, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. assuming that you're not being stupid. Um, but the one person that you can hurt in the gym yeah. is yourself. It's not really about baby. But people are so scared about yeah. baby, um, which I completely understand. So literally yes. being worried about yeah. the, their growing baby is the reason why they reach out to me, not being worried about their own body and I, I find that mm-hmm. quite funny because I'm going to help them look after their body mm-hmm. and, and their baby you know so I mean <laughs> yeah so that is the difference the difference is you know training during pregnancy is about your body and not so much about your baby because your baby's going to mm-hmm. do what you're going to do and you know if you've got a healthy pregnancy there's nothing really you can do in the gym that that would make a big difference um and so I find that pregnancy training training is and you would probably see that on on social media too you find that pregnancy training people are being a lot more careful and and, and sensible whereas when it comes to um postpartum mm-hmm. suddenly there's no longer a baby inside of us to look out for um and so then we're finally not pregnant anymore we can do all these things and we just want to do all the things um and that's when people tend to be a lot more reckless if i can say um because suddenly it's Suddenly, there's no one else that they need to worry about. It's just them. So I might as well just fuck my own body. Then I don't care anymore. It's just, you know, you really want to, yeah, you really want to um, think about both pregnancy and the postpartum being about you, you know, the, in terms of training. It's about protecting and caring for your yeah. body um, and in the postpartum particularly. So I know you're not carrying a child anymore, but that's exactly why, actually, that child has left a hole in your tummy. Mm-hmm. This is why you want to <laughs> you want to do something. Yeah, yeah. I do agree with that and especially like I I've seen in through uh seeing other pregnant women how like I understand like when 
you give birth and you're like, finally, I feel like I can just get back into the gym, you know? And then, so everyone starts cutting corners. And of course there was some times where I wanted to do that too. I was like, gosh, I just wish I could like deadlift again and feel good. But honestly, like when I got into the gym, when I started doing the exercises, like I remember lifting weights, just the barbell. I was like, holy crap, this is heavy. Like I just, I don't know how to explain it. It was just like this, it was so just, it might be easy for somebody, but it just felt so heavy at first. And it was like, almost like it took a long time for my body Mm. to be like, okay with lifting weights again, like feeling that resistance of weights. And then I was like, but I just remember like trying to, you know, clean 65 pounds it felt like I was cleaning 250 (laughs) pounds kind of like it just felt so heavy and I I love weightlifting I'm Mm -hmm. I'm strong I find and so (laughs) it just felt so heavy and so I think it's just so important that we remind ourselves that that like we need to take it slow we need to take our time to come back and it's important to really make sure that our body like you said is healed because we just birth the baby no matter how we birth it it's a whole progress and particularly for myself I ha- right. ended up having a c-section um and so that was a whole other journey too is to make sure that everything yeah yeah that was cut open <laughs> what is okay now you know I mean thankfully they don't cut yeah, open yeah. your muscles or anything like that so that's you know that was my biggest concern I remember talking to the surgeon after the c-section or when we were about to leave and I was like <laughs> did you cut my muscles? <laughs> and she was like, she's like, no, I didn't. I just moved them. And I was like, okay, okay. thank God. <laughs> she's like, there's a little stitch to bring them back together, okay. but it's fine. Yeah. I was like, good to know. <laughs> Cause I was so scared. I was like, I want to weight lift again. Yeah. Like, I don't want this to, you know, stop me. Um, but yeah, no, it's just, uh, it's so, I wish I want to scream from the rooftops, how important postpartum training is, but also yeah, yeah training yeah. during your pregnancy too. And how it, like you said, I think you said that so beautifully. It's, we, we think we want to protect the baby, but in the end, it's really, we have to be working on ourselves. Yeah. I think that's so, so. So so Nicole, I, um, I know obviously we just had this chat and a lot of it has been about pregnancy and postpartum. I, um, like I said earlier, um, in this podcast, I mentioned how much I love your profile. I just love, I just love your content. I love the message. Yeah, no, no, I honestly just so love it and can relate to absolutely everything that you say. And I know that so many women are there that can mm-hmm. relate. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to talk to you and ask you things about, you know, like how you got to do what you do and what was your journey like? Both, and I want to know about like the before COVID and the after COVID and during COVID and all of that. <laughs> Um, I, I don't know where to start. I started with, um, I was working at a gym, I guess. Um, I worked at like a regular gym, like a typical gym. Um, and I started weightlifting there. Um, I started getting into that and that was when the whole like fitness influencer kind of started emerging, like the skinny waist and the big butt. And so I was trying really hard to look like that, to be that. So I was like, really like dieting, exercising, and I wasn't having (laughs) fun, honestly. I hated it. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so, and it was like so like hard because you're comparing to these, yourself to these girls online. And I was like, I can't make my body look like them. Like what is wrong with me? You know, I thought there was something wrong with me. And then funny enough, I 
David, mm-hmm. my boyfriend, if you guys don't know, um, he was into CrossFit. And I was like, oh, I can't do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Like, that stuff's too hard for me. I'm not built for that. Everyone's, Anyways, like that. everyone's, like that. <laughs> everyone's built for CrossFit. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. And so um, I went, I bought him oh, yeah. tickets when they had regionals. So back in like 2018, yeah. 2019, something like that. And I remember sitting there watching these girls perform, and they were all different body types. Like, some I don't know if I like they had Katrin Davis daughter so she Mm -hmm. had like a lot of muscle and everything and then they had some other girls who were really tall and then they had some other girls who were short but like they still had fat on their stomachs or there was girls who had like insane traps and they were celebrated for their performance and not for their body and it was like my mind was like blown I was like what I was like people don't care about how they look people care about how much weight lift they're lifting how fast they're going how well they're moving and I was like oh shit okay so that is when I was like my body like it doesn't matter what my body looks like it Mm -hmm. just matters how my body performs really at the end of the day and how I feel. And I want to feel good. I want to be able to eat food and lift a shit ton of weight (laughs) and have fun and do those things. And so that is just kind of how I started to slowly progress and slowly like realize like how much. And then I started to learn how much happens behind the scenes with fitness influencers as I started to go more into Mm -hmm. that kind of realm on social media um, how much steroids happen, how much like in just a typical mm. bodybuilding space on social media, how much, um, sorry, how much surgeries, how much steroids, oh, how much photoshopping, how much posing, all those things go into it. And I was like, well, shit, girls need to realize that that's not reality for right. all of us, really, most of us, that we don't like all pose. And it's just yeah. insane to me at the end of the day. And I started to just feel like women deserve to feel good in their bodies like you know that no matter what you look like or especially then I got pregnant and that that is very interesting and I don't know if you really I'm sure you've dealt with this with a lot of the women that you've trained but it's so hard how fast your body changes to kind of keep up with like loving your body because of it's like your body's growing so fast and then all of a sudden you like like give birth and then all of a sudden your body changes again and some people it doesn't bounce back and some people I have to say bounce back but some people you know like (laughs) I I hate that term but it's some people are able to recover faster or their bodies might come in more they don't have as much loose skin as someone else or we see these fitness influencers online who look amazing as we think um postpartum but in reality they have high-waisted leggings that's oh (laughs) it's okay it's okay (laughs) um it's okay um you know we don't realize that some influencers influencers are hiding their postpartum bodies under leggings because you know it doesn't take much to hide under high-waisted leggings that we have loose skin and it's okay and so yeah i like i myself struggle like i i share that i do still struggle with all the changes and I mean you're never gonna have perfect days like you're gonna have days where you might struggle with your body image um like me specifically like every time I get I know I'm getting close to my period is because oh <laughs> I start gosh. to like have like I negative thoughts about that. my body and I'm like yeah. oh my period's you know, coming <laughs> something today because I wanted to do today and I felt it, amazing 
and I'm just one week post my period. And it's that sweet week where life's beautiful. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly it. Like I can yeah. track my period by just how Absolutely. I feel like with my body kind of thing. And so, yeah, it's just like our bodies are forever changed. And especially as women, like our bodies aren't going to look the same as they were in high school or in our early 20s. Yeah. It just depends when you have kids or in your 30s and 40s. It's all going to change, but it's more of just what makes us feel good, mm. what makes us feel healthy, and how we move in the mm. gym or how we want to move in life yeah. is that that's what's important at the end of the day. Because social media, we get so caught up into like looks and everything like that. In reality, yeah. like uh, yeah. we're all going to look different. <laughs> like that's just what it is. Like some people can put on muscle easy. Some people put on fat easier. Some yeah. people don't put on muscle. And we just need to realize that. And that's the beautiful thing about CrossFit is that you might have, yeah. I'm going to just generalize, but you might have a girl who might not put on muscle easy. So she struggles with the weightlifting, but yeah. she can run really freaking fast or do mm. a lot of gymnastics movements easy. Whereas my, like myself, I can put on muscle easily, but so I can lift yeah. the weights easy, but gosh, <laughs> when it comes to gymnastics yeah, yeah, or yeah. cardio, I'm yeah. like, oh no, <laughs> you know, like, so that's the beautiful thing about our bodies is that someone can be strong in this but someone yeah. can be also strong in something I else. think you and know the body that's okay. like, us and women that's... we have it hard we have it really hard I think guys are just I've got it so easy with this oh god yeah. um I mean honestly but oh with us, it's, it's so, yeah. so hard and obviously especially um not only do we have have it hard in terms of generally speaking but also like you said going through then pregnancy and postpartum and stuff like that change seeing your body change once and then twice and then maybe you're going to go through another pregnancy and another time and another time and honestly like your body is just it's, it's amazing but obviously being in your own skin then feels can feel very heavy and very hard to and it's hard to manage those emotions of you know not lucky like, liking what you see in the mirror uh not meeting you know the expectations um i remember when i was first pregnant um i don't know so my both my pregnancy actually i did this i i had um i was always very nauseous in my first time i was never sick just very nauseous my my way oh really my way to kind of me like top that was just to eat if i if i ate something then it would just make it go away um and so yeah. as a result i put on a lot of yeah. weight during my first trimester um, and it just looked like I was enjoying life a little bit too much yeah. because I didn't have a bump yet. <laughs> so people looked at me in this day and no one knew I was pregnant. Mm -hmm. It was just that stage where you can't really tell people. Um, and so I was just like, right, people are just thinking that I'm yeah. just really enjoying life at the minute. And maybe you're having far too many cookies because I'm just putting on weight everywhere but my bump. So, And I remember being so self-conscious of that. And obviously mm -hmm. um, in the first trimester already, like I just felt like I was so out of breath so quickly and my performance was just dropping massively like everything felt heavy and everything you know and still I'm not carrying any extra weight as in like the baby doesn't weigh anything so I'm like why am I feeling you know why am I feeling this way um and for me it yeah. was I was so self-conscious in the gym in the class doing the things that I was yeah. seen to be good at and suddenly suddenly what is she doing why is she putting on so much weight and why is she is, you know like, no one's ever said that to me but in my head they mm. were you know <laughs> So um, it's just expect <laughs> yeah. people, you yeah. know, meeting yeah. people's yeah. expectation, and then the same thing happened in the postpartum where I was like, right, people are going to expect me to bounce back, like he said. Um, you know, I've got to, I've got to keep up with their expectations because mm -hmm. they obviously see me as this great athlete. So I've got to make sure that you know I keep up with their expectations. But that's just the worst thing you can do for yourself. Um, 
and I just find and this is a, yeah. like I said like, one of the reasons why I love what you try and like you know the message that you're putting out there in the world um because we all go through this kind of like emotions towards our body and no matter what shape or or, or form we are like we're yeah. you know we can be tall and skinny and maybe we feel like mm-hmm. we're too skinny and we can be short and stocky and maybe we feel like we've got too much fat or yeah. too big boobs or, too, or a flat bump or god knows what you know and it's just so so hard especially yeah. with now like you said nowadays you go on social media and everyone looks picture perfect um and life is beautiful everywhere else and then you're like yeah. you're left looking at yourself in the mirror and you're like oh my god like how am i going to get rid of this or how am i going to change my and I'm so guilty with that. I, I have mm. always had such a weird hate-love relationship with my body. Do you ever have this where, like, sometimes, you know, you, you see a video or a picture of yourself, you look at it, and you're like, ew, disgusting. And then you see it again, like, six months later, and you're like, oh, actually, that wasn't so bad. 100%. I think a lot of women deal with that, too, especially, like, even just a couple years down the road. You th- Like, I had posted made a video where I posted like um like part of the video was a couple pictures of mm. me when I thought I was so fat was like and I look back now and yeah. I was like, what is wrong with you like yeah oh my gosh but it's such because like media has completely warped our minds it is it sucks and it's insane but at the end of the day like we it's so important that we only care about well not only care about ourselves but you know we nurture ourselves and not listen to the opinions of others because like I always hear this quote and it's like you could be the sweetest Mm -hmm. most juiciest peach in the world but there's always going to be somebody who doesn't like peaches and you can't change that and I mean you know right now like I have a video going viral and there's comments I'm so sorry this is going everywhere and like yeah I I just have to keep oh (laughs) it was hard last night I mean like I said I'm getting near my period so it is a little bit more harder to deal with those because yeah um but I just you know keep reminding myself like there's so much more than social media I need to step away from it and not see those because I have friends and people and having conversations are just so much better than hearing and we're not supposed to know all those opinions like too many opinions like that's not normal it's not part of evolution that we should have hundreds and thousands of opinions about ourselves and so that's just so hard sometimes but at the end of the day like I can't change anyone's opinions like my best friend was like I want to argue with everyone in the comments and I'm like you can't change their opinion you can't it's like talking to it's just gonna make them hungrier for more you know if you were to fight them they just wanna I mean people behind their computer people are just awful um we I even see that I mean yeah. I hope they're not listening. But, you know, we live in this, like, little community near, you know, where it's a lot of families and stuff. And we've got this Facebook forum chat. And it's just, you know, mm-hmm. so people are like, hey, has anyone yeah. seen the bin man? Or, you know, whatever. Like, whatever it is. Or, hey, I'm giving this away for free. Who wants it? Whatever. Yeah. But sometimes, yeah, yeah. and actually a lot of the times, there's just some messages that I'm just like, you're only saying this because you're behind the computer. If you were to walk past this person, you would never, ever say this to them. So why are you being so mean? Why are you being so judgmental? Yeah. As what, or, or you know, jumping into conclusion or whatever? Some of the things. It's literally, my husband literally sends me a screenshot of this forum every like other day, and I'm like, I'm not reading this. <laughs> Just, I don't need this in my life right now. <sighs> it's ridiculous. At the end of the day. And it is so easy to just make those comments. And I, I, at the end of the day, I realized, like, 
it really just is the person who's making those comments is coming from a bad place within themselves, you know? And especially like right now, that video that's going viral is on Facebook. So I can see people's profiles. Like a lot of people are just dumb. Like I I can see where you work. I can see where you go to school. (laughs) I can see your pictures. (laughs) Exactly. And it's what makes me really sad mm-hmm. is like I had a couple women make comments, Isn't which it, right? that in within itself mm-hmm. is I find so just shit. <clears throat> but I know sometimes, OK, I can see how that comes from insecurity. But what kills me the most is when they have a picture of their daughter or even men who make a comment and they have a picture with their wife or their daughters or just I just hope that those kids say. don't ever yeah. hear what their parents say. I mean, it is, yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it's, especially uh, girls. It is, it's bad. I mean, yeah. And I even uh, I often think about it with my children now. It's like a big thing of like, you know, making sure they have a, an okay relationship with food because it's, it's so hard nowadays to, you know, you don't know, you don't know how you're supposed to say, oh, are, are they like, yeah. you know, is, you know, you're supposed to be, I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do, to be honest. Like, I, we all kind of like winging it. <laughs> but I, yeah, I try my best. So, you know, I make sure they have you a sweetie every day. Like, it's no big deal to have sweets, you know? Like, I, you know, I always say, like, oh, you, you have you done this? Right, mm-hmm. you can have a sweetie. Um, so it's just all these little things where, um, like, I always tell them, sugar is makes you poorly. I always say, like, oh, sugar just makes you poorly. Sugar makes you poorly. Um, and I just heard my husband yeah. the other day something about being fat. And I was like, no, we just don't say that. We don't say that sugar makes you fat because, because you know, I think yeah. being fat is being poorly to some extent, you know. So you just want to make sure that you're healthy. And so being poorly means yeah. you're not healthy. You know, you want to be healthy. Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those where, like, yeah, it's so hard to. It's a, f- I, yeah, it's a bit of a fine line, I've realized, because even raising Cove, I mean, he's only a year and a half, but I'm trying to be aware of that. And I don't want him to have a mm. negative relationship with uh, food. And it's hard because you want to just have them, I guess, more aware of how the food makes them feel, Mm. you know, I guess, which is exactly what you just said. Um, And that, you know, like if you're going to have sweets, it might make you feel, you know, not great after. But, you know, maybe if you have um, Uh, fruit, that might make you feel better after. Or, you know, if you eat like this, it might, you know, and I guess it's. I'm just, I guess I'm glad at the end of the day, yeah. I'm aware of how the food makes me feel so that I can help Cove because growing no. up, my Different parents, generation. they yeah. had no idea. I mean, I understand that they had no idea there. Exactly. And so at the end of the day, like, I'm glad I'm aware of it and I can mm. kind of help guide him with some of the things. And I mean, at the end of the day, there's so many influences besides you that you that your kids probably yeah. will deal with, I guess. But you just have to help guide them, I guess, as best as possible. It's hard to say, you know, but it's just, just you would hope at the end of the day they yeah. can have a good relationship yeah. in the house yeah. with food or with their bodies. Um, actually, I mean, your kids are still really young, yeah. but do you find, because you have a boy uh-huh. and a girl, do you find that there's a difference already with how – they see yeah, their still relationship with food. Yeah, I know you're right. I don't think it doesn't make say. much difference. My son eats more. He's a boy. He's a bit older, so it kind of like, yeah, makes sense. Um, but no, I don't yeah. think they're very aware of um, of their body. Um, um, you know, we were on holiday in, in the south of France this summer, and uh, we 
we just sat down on the beach and we had a uh, picnic and this man walked past because we were past like a little trail so this man walked past and he was like an older man with a very 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 big belly like he just had a huge belly and my son just said look mommy this man's got a giant belly Mm -hmm. and i just prayed to god right there and then that that man didn't speak english (laughs) And I was just like, oh my god. Um, anyway, so they're not really aware of like what's normal, what's not normal, what's you know. They just have like no idea. That's true. Um, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. do hope that you know we we teach them the right thing, like you know, saying that certain food makes you poorly, or like you said, not make you feel great. Um, and then we also say, oh, like make sure yeah. you eat this because it makes you big and strong. So that's the opposite of what we say when it makes you poorly. Um, so you know, mm-hmm. um, but. But yeah, mm-hmm. it's just one of those. And they always say like, oh, mommy, I've eaten all my food. And my son just goes like this, like, ah, he just brings his elbows together, showing me his guns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think, you know, we, we do the best we can. But I feel like, you know, yeah. obviously with you and, and David and, and me and my husband, um, we obviously have healthy lifestyle. Um, we, you know, we do what we think is best for our, our body. And essentially, mm-hmm. they see that. And I feel that this is all they need. They need us to be, you know, happy yeah. and healthy in our bodies. So, you know, like mm-hmm. going to the gym is absolutely standard. Like my 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 both my children, they see it and they understand it. Yeah, yeah. And if mommy is not in bed in the morning, she's at the gym. If daddy's not in bed in the morning, he's at the gym. And they don't even question it. They're just at the gym. <laughs> you know, the way you brush your teeth, you just go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So to them, it's absolutely yeah. normal. If I ever said to them, like, hey, do you want to do some exactly, CrossFit? Yeah. They just get really excited. All they think about is, yeah, we get to run around and jump around and be crazy for an hour. It's brilliant. <laughs> you know? So, and then obviously, like, if they understand their, their, need, their yeah. need for energy when <laughs> yeah. they do CrossFit or when they do work out with mommy and daddy and stuff, then they understand the need for energy that they consume mm-hmm. um, and the good energy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, like, I, I'm really struggling because yeah. my husband is terrible with his food. He just eats beige food basically um yeah it's just great so obviously when my husband leaves yeah. the vegetable on the side of the plate i can't expect my children to eat it and i hate them like, you've got to eat the green beans you've got to show them that, that we can eat yeah. these things yeah oh. but anyway that's just a completely different subject but yeah. yeah so yeah we can do we can do our best <laughs> yeah no i understand i understand yeah, I do understand that. But I mean, I guess raising our kids as best is like showing yeah. the just being the example at the end of the day, you know, bringing them into the gym. Like even then, so many people are always so impressed how Kofa yeah. loves to imitate us it. and do squats and sit-ups and things like that. And it's people are like, wow. And yeah. like, well, it's because he's in the gym with so me. So I've like, been, sorry, I've been meaning to ask out. you. Yeah. Um, like it's, what? So you, it's train, you train in your own gym or do you go to the gym as yeah. well? Oh my gosh! Wow. I have my little gym here. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm sitting. It's our garage, so we transformed our garage into a gym during COVID. Oh, like the studio. whole COVID thing, gyms were shut down here, <laughs> um, so it was just. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So like we just uh, we slowly bought equipment, yeah. so we do have a functioning gym here. Um, but once in a while, yeah. when I want to do extra training I guess or extra uh, not extra training but like uh pieces yeah. that I don't have here like a ski erg or an assault bike or a rower like right. I don't have those pieces here I will go to the gym sometimes um mm-hmm. but most of my training happens here it's pretty functional here I mean I have a yeah. bike I have enough stuff mm-hmm. I guess to be able to do a decent workout um 
which is practical, especially now that it's getting colder. Oh. It's nice that I can just, can I just walk say, into I don't the gym and I don't live. have to don't leave the house to go to the gym. <laughs> uh, you kind of get used to it. I mean, it just, this this morning was probably the coldest morning so far. Oh it was like God. minus three or Already? five this morning. So it was quite chilly. Um, and then we have trick. Yeah, I mean, oh really, God. we had snow yesterday, actually, a little bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's slowly coming. Um, but I mean, you get used to it at the end of the day, like when it turns to fall, like we're not used to the cold weather, like minus three feels really cold. But then when winter starts coming, it starts to like by spring oh zero feels like warm. It, it's so funny. I know actually when David and I traveled to yeah. the UK right before COVID in 2019, cause I Worcester? have a friend oh, in the UK, she's in Worcester. Wow. Um, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah. we were there and it was like four out, I think, four or five degrees out. And David and I were like, oh, it's nice and warm. We had like spring jackets on yeah. and everything. And they were like freezing. And I was like, oh, this feels great. There's no oh snow. It's like minus 20. You know, like oh, everyone like, that knows me will know oh, I'm always cold. I'm always, always, always cold. And I'm originally I'm from the south of France where it's always hot, yeah. basically. So moved here. I've been here nearly twenty years now. My husband's always like, "Well, yeah. why did you choose yeah. to come here? Because it's always cold." Um, and I was like, "Yeah." And then I've got some friends who have moved to Australia, so they put like put um, their stories on Instagram and whatever. And I always see like obviously there's summer. I know there's summer. I've reversed so as well beautiful. to our winter. So when it's winter and it's freezing here, it's always like really hot over there. And yeah. I hate watching their stories because it makes me so sad. Um, but then if I ever feel, if I yeah. ever want to feel better, I me just watch your stories. <laughs> I'm like, well, it could be worse, you know? It could be like in the cold world. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that was today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun just having a nice casual conversation. It felt good to kind of switch things up a little bit. Don't forget, I will have Laura's information in the show notes so you guys can check her out on Instagram. If you want to right now, you can just go to Mama and Baba Athletics on Instagram and check her out. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this. And if you want to see more interviews, let us know in the comments or let us know on Instagram, whichever. And yeah, I will see you guys and probably David will see you guys in the next episode. Bye.